overtaken? Have you been overtaken? Amen. That's what we want this morning is more of Him and less of us this morning. We count it another privilege to be here this morning to be able to speak to this portion of the bride of Jesus Christ. And we want to thank again Brother Bisco and Brother, Brother Tom Ray for inviting us and, and how much they have meant to us throughout the years and in their office. And as their friendship, it, it means so much to just to have friends like Brother Bisco and Brother Tom. And it, it's such an honor to be here with them and to be a part of this meeting with my, with my pastor, my dad. And I do not take that for granted. I understand, I know he's my dad, but I also understand the caliber of ministry that is standing behind this pulpit. I understand it, and I count it such a great privilege to be able to stand with with a great man like my pastor. But, you know, last night I, I thought, you know, I've stood in some very special spots, but last night to me was just over the top. For me, for me, all of the rest of it's just free. For last night, I got everything that I had need of. And the Lord just really blessed us. And we're standing in a very special spot. The bride is standing at a special spot. You know, Brother Biscoe made a comment many years ago that, that has stuck with me throughout the years. He made this comment that the presence of God is essential for the supernatural. The presence of God is, is essential for the supernatural. And I have taken every service that I've ever been a part of with that thought. The presence of God is essential for the supernatural. Because if He don't show up, this is just a protractive meeting where we've just gathered. But I don't believe that we've gathered here just to see one another. But I believe that we have gathered here this morning to see King Jesus. Oh, have you come to see Him? This morning, I'd like to speak to you a thought on He was there. But my theme is, is He's had you in His hands the whole time. He's had you in His hands the whole time. Would you happen to know that song, He was there? He was there all the time. He was there. Heaven and earth, Lord Jesus, we come before your august presence, Lord. 
approaching you, Lord, this morning. Lord, with every bit of respect and humility that we have, Father. Lord Jesus, we count it such a privilege to be able to call upon the name of Jesus. And Lord, we are asking, Father, that, that you come by our way here this morning at Mount Baker, Bible Way Camp. Lord, we're a people that have a need that you'd pass by our way. Father Moses had a need that you'd pass by his way one day. There was a woman in the Bible that had a need that you'd pass by her way one day. Lord, we're your children, Father, and we're here. We have a need that you would pass by our way. Lord, we're asking that you would speak today. Lord Jesus, if I could just hide myself, Lord, behind this tent just as for a moment. Lord, I pray that you would take control and complete liberty through this vessel, Father. As I yield myself to you, I request, Father, that you would come and do the work today that only you could do. Father, anoint every person here sitting under the sound of the voice this morning. Bless their heart. Meet their needs. And we be careful to serve you and give the all, all the glory and the praise to you. Name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I trust you have your Bibles with you this morning. And if you do, I would like to turn over into two places in the scripture. I would like to first turn over to John chapter one and then down to Genesis chapter one. Ain't it good to be in camp? Amen. I have to tell you, after watching you all yesterday, I even got wore out watching you. I'm so glad that I was not in it. But we trust the Lord that God has restored your strength this morning. And after service last night, we trust that God has done a work in your lives. And we know that He has been with us all of our, all of our lives. That wherever we are, He's already there. John chapter 1 and verse 1. <clears throat> in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. Do you love the Lord this morning? Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. May God bless His Word. You may be seated this morning. We understand that, that the Bible tells us that all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. We find over in another place, over in Second Peter, that it tells us that holy men of God spake as they were, they were moved by the Holy Ghost. They were moved by the Holy Ghost to speak these things. And the Bible also tells us in Hebrews chapter 1 and 1 that God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, but hath in these last days spaken unto us by His Son, whom He hath appointed, Heir of all things by whom also he made the world. So we recognize that it's been him speaking this whole time. 
It's been him speaking this whole time. It was, it was more than a prophet that was speaking. It was more than Brother Ron speaking. It was more than Brother Biscoe speaking. It was more than Brother Tom Ray speaking or any of these men. It's been God speaking. And if you can just sit still this morning and recognize that, that there's someone greater than Andrew Spencer here that has come to speak to you, I would let you know that you are in for the greatest meeting that you've ever been in a part of. If you'll recognize that he's here to speak to you this morning. Morning. This morning, I would like to take you on a trip with me if you wouldn't mind going. I don't know if you've ever been out onto an observatory to look over and look into the heavens and be able to see the stars and to see the moons. But this morning, I would like to take you on a journey, as it were, to take you out onto the observatory of the banister of time, where we can look over the banister and we can see God's handiwork as He, as He started in the beginning. And as I take you on this journey this morning, I want you to visualize and let these statements that I read to you for a moment, let them materialize in your mind. And remember that the words that I speak to you, they are not the words of a theologian, neither are, are they the words of a, of a philosopher, but these are the words of God speaking through His prophet, a divine seer. And if you would like to go with me on this journey... Would you like to go with me on this journey this morning? I would ask that you would buckle up. I'd ask that you'd buckle up and make yourself ready. And I'm not going to tell you like an amusement park would tell you to, uh, to, to buckle up and keep your hands inside the car at, at all times. Keep your hands and your feet inside the car at all times. But I'm not going to tell you to sit there in your pew and buckle up and, and to keep your hands and your feet inside the pew at all times. But I'm going to tell you that, that any time while we're on this journey, while we're out there and we're going through, we're going through the eons of time and you're seeing the promises of God. If you you so feel to reach out of your pew and reach out and touch the promises of God. I tell you this morning, the promises of God are in Him, yea, and in Him, amen. And if you just reach out and touch Him this morning, your life will never be the same. It's more than a song, a song. It's more than a story. If you reach out and touch Him, your life will never be the same. While we're on this journey, you reach out and touch Him. You reach out and touch these promises. For therefore, every single one of you here this morning, if I could have just a little bit more volume here on the pulpit, Brother Michael. Now, if you're ready, we'll take our journey just for now. Are you ready? Let's go back a hundred million years before there ever was a star, a moon or anything in the world. Now, there was a time when there wasn't nothing here. Can you see it? A time when there wasn't nothing here. It was just all forever eternity. Remember, we're on a journey. All of ever was eternity was God. He was there in the beginning. Now let's go out here on the edge of this banister and look over and see these things happen. Now no man has seen the Father at any time. No man can see God in bodily form because God is not in body form. God is a spirit, all right? No man has seen the Father, but the only begotten of the Father hath declared Him. But notice there's nothing. There's just space. There's no light. There's no dark. There's no nothing. It just seems nothing. But in there is a great supernatural being, Jehovah God, who covered all space of all places at all times. He was from everlasting, from everlasting. He is the beginning of creation. That's God. 
You can't see nothing. You can't hear nothing. Not a move of an atom in the air. Not nothing. Not air. No nothing. But yet, God was there. That was God. No man has seen the Father. That's the Father. God the Father. Now notice, then after a while, I begin to see a little sacred light begin to form like a little halo or, or something. You could only see it by spiritual eyes to look now. While we're looking, the whole church now, we're standing on a great big banister watching what God's doing. Now, no one seen, has seen God. And now the next thing we begin to see by the eyes of supernatural looking, we see a little white, little white light forming out there. What is that? It's called by Bible readers the Logos, the anointing, the part of God that began to develop into something so human beings could have some type of an idea what it was. It was a little, it was a little light moving. That was the Word of God. You see, in the beginning, God was not necessarily God. You see, because God, the word God means to, to make something something that you worship. You can make this desk a God. You can make your car a God. You can make your job a God. But God was not necessarily God in the beginning. Because God is something that has to be worshipped. But you see that in the beginning, He was Elohim, the self-existing one. So we find that God, to be God, the first thing that He created was angels. Because it was in him. It was in him to be worshipped as an attribute. So he created angels to worship him. And then we find that he that he put all in the sky and placed in all these meteors and he's and pieces of earth or, or sun hanging out there. Now watch the little halo yonder. Now I can see it move out to the earth and get over the top of it and begin to move over here close to the sun. It's nothing but a big ball of ice. And when it begins to get to melting, then great big glaciers begin to cut through up into the Northlands. And, and come down when it did, it cut out Kansas. And it, and it cut out Texas and all of them places there. And went on to the Gulf of Mexico. Think about that. Think about that before there was a Northland and, and before there was a Kansas or, or a state of Texas to be a proclamation to say that we're a state. There was a great halo that was cutting out the land that you would live in. And the first thing you know, the whole thing was covered with water. And the Spirit of God moved upon the water. Now He separated the water and He brought up the hills and lands and so forth. And He dried off the vegetation and everything. He made it and He made the moon. He made the moon and set the boundaries of the sea so it could not pass. He's got all those things together made, made all those other things and all the animal life, the birds, the bees, the monkeys and whatever it was. He put them all here on the earth. All of these things are staggering thoughts here this morning. But to think that, that you were in God's mind before any of this ever came into existence. You have every right to walk out at nighttime and look at the moon and say, Moon, before you was ever spoken to existence, I was in God's mind. And to think that all of these statements and all of these staggering thoughts that are taking place, to think that the God that created all of this, that that same God wants to so come and breathe life into your soul and live in your life and transform your life, that the God of heaven wants to come down and consume you with the fire of the Holy Spirit. Woo! What a place that we have been able to look out upon the banister of time this morning. Now the Bible tells us over in Genesis chapter 1 and 26 
that God said, let us make man in our own image, after our own likeness. And to the Trinitarian that would maybe sit here or, or ever, ever catch this service, you would say, well, you see here that God was speaking to two other gods or, or speaking to another God. For he said, let us make man in our own image. I will go along with you and recognize that God said, let us make man in our own image. But when he created man, how many did he create? You see, the very first commandment in the Bible is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Zechariah 14 and 9 said, And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day there shall be one Lord and His name one. The Bible tells us there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who's above all and through you all and in you all. You see, God is not one like your finger. You see, if He's one like your finger, Jesus would be His own own daddy. But we recognize that He was God manifested in the flesh. He was the very concept of God. It was expressed in Jesus. Jesus is not a second God or a lesser God or a second person in the in the Trinity. He is God. He is God. The Bible tells us in Colossians 2 and 9, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Jesus is not another God. He is God. He is the Word. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. And God became expressed in the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus was the expressed image of God. The very substance of God was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. And to think that He was there. He was there when there was no atoms. When there was no molecules. He was there when there was no light. The great Spirit God under which no man could approach, which no man had seen or no man could behold, was now tabernacled in a body. Tabernacled in flesh and dwelt amongst men. And to think about that when Moses would go upon the mountain, he would go up there and meet God and how that, how that a great cloud would come down over the children of Israel. And now Moses would go upon the mountain to meet God. How that he would go up there. The only way, the only way that Moses could go up there upon that mountain was God had to sanctify him. The Bible said that even if an animal touched the mountain, that it had to be thrust through with a dart. You see, you see that same almighty God, great being, humbled himself and unfolded himself and come into a body of flesh that any man, that any man could touch with his hands. What is God doing? He is claiming his road, trying to get into man. We understand that Jesus came to express all that the Father was as a spirit throughout the Old Testament. Jesus was not another spirit. He was not another angel. He was God in flesh. And the Bible said, Jesus said himself, I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. When Joseph is there, at the very beginning, when when he's standing there, as the angel Gabriel comes in a dream and speaks to him about Mary, that she's going to bring forth a son. And now shall call his name Jesus, and he shall save his people from their sins. You see, this man-child that was born, he was neither Jew nor was he Gentile. 
He was God manifested in the flesh. You see, if he was Jew or Gentile, every single person on the whole entire earth is completely lost. But he was neither Jew, neither was he Gentile. But this was a blood sale of Almighty God. And when it broke at Calvary, it set you free from the bondage of your sin. This was not another God, but this was God. Hallelujah. There's power in the blood of Jesus. There was a man by the name of Dr. Magny that stood back in the 1900s. And he stood before the religions of the world. And he stood there before the Buddhists and the Mohammedists. And he stood there and he proclaimed to them. He talked to them after they gave their flowery speeches and all of that. And he began to tell a story about a woman that came through from Oklahoma. How that she was such a dirty woman, a filthy woman. She came through there and shot up all kinds of men. Had a cigar in her hand. And, and all kinds of things, done all kinds of awful deeds. But when they, when they got a hold of her, they arrested her. They tarred and they feathered her. They took wires and they killed her because they did not even want to get close to a woman like that because she was so filthy. As Dr. Magny was telling this story, he was telling it with such inspiration that men all over the building were sitting on the edge of their seat. He said, religions of the world, has your religion got anything that'll clean this woman's hands? Nobody said anything. Dr. Magny stood up, clicked his heels together, jumped up in the air. And he said, not only does the blood of Jesus Christ clean their hands, but it'll clean her heart. The blood of Jesus Christ is greater than your sin. It's greater than your unbelief. It's greater than anything that you've ever done. This blood is so powerful, it'll erase your past. It'll erase your history. It'll erase your lineage. Let the blood come over your life. Oh, give the Lord praise this morning. I see that that was a spot where you jumped over the banister and you grabbed a hold of one of the promises. You see, while we're here, I want to declare and decree to you that the very Spirit God that was there in the beginning tells us that He is Emmanuel, which is being interpreted God with us. And the name, and His name is Jesus. And there is liberty in His name. And at the name of Jesus Christ, you can be set free from all of the bondage of sin and of Satan and the chains of your past. But only in the name of Jesus can this be done. As great as this church is, the church can't set you free. As great as great of men that are sitting here, they can't set you free. No bishop can set you free. No pope can set you free. Brother Branham couldn't even set you free. There's no other name that can do it. You see, God declared Himself in many different forms and names and titles out throughout the Old Testament. But the name Jehovah Jireh does not have the saving power in it. The name Jehovah, the, the, the name Jehovah Nisi does not have saving power. El Shaddai does not have saving power. Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Tiskanu, it does not have saving power in it. But by the name of Jesus Christ, there is neither no other name under heaven and earth where men should be saved, but by my name, Jesus. There's power in this name this morning. There's still wonder-working power in the precious name of my Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. And he's here declaring to you that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was God's lamb slain from the foundation of the world. He was there. 
He was there. There is such power in the name of Jesus Christ. You may be ashamed to call upon his name, but when you get in trouble, I will tell you that that is the first name that you will call upon. You get yourself in a trouble, you get yourself in a mess, you'll find yourself calling on the name of Jesus. Demons are afraid of the name of Jesus. Witch doctors and all of their magic and all of their, all of their, their magic and different things, they recognize that when they get in such a spot that they can't get themselves back, if they call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, it'll bring them back to reality. There is wonder-working power in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. There's power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, to break every sin, to break everything you got with. Everything you came here, you were birthed here with a lineage, a natural lineage that had all kinds of DNAs and things in your life that you couldn't get rid of. But there is a name. There is a name that is greater than your past. There's such power in this name. Our prophet, one time, he walked into a camp, and there were spiritualists sitting there. They were sitting there, and they, and when he walked into that camp, there was, there was a woman there that had, that had a guitar and clothes and a table sitting there. And when this, when Brother Brandon walked in there, this medium said to him, said, I recognize there, they tell me that you're a preacher and you've got power. If you've got so much power, why don't you bring this down? He said, now I, he said, I don't have power in my own self. He said, but the one that I represent, the one that I represent, she said, if you've got so much power, bring it down. He said, in the name of the Holy Church, I command you to come down. And it stood right there. He said, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, I command you to come down. And it stood right there. But in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come down. And the table about broke to pieces. There's power in the name of Jesus Christ. There's power. I don't care what you came to camp with. There's power in this name. There's wonder power in this name. No matter what you're going through. No matter what you're facing. There's power. There's power. There's power. Oh, hell has to recognize that there is power in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. He was there. He was there on the day of Pentecost. He was there in an upper room. He was there and filled 120 people with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And he's here. He's here. He's here. And he's filled every one of you. If you have that power sitting on the throne room of your heart, there is no weapon that is formed against thee that shall prosper. Let the heathen rage. Let them come and say what they want to. There's power. And who do you represent this morning, Miss Jesus Christ? You represent your headship. Our headship has come down. The intellect has come down to the body. Satan, you're in for another battle. There he goes. Oh, hallelujah. 
The Bible says in Psalms 34 and 3, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. Oh, could you exalt His name together with me this morning? Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Y'all keep pulling. You're going to kill me. That's what I'm here for. He was there. Woo. He was there with an ordinary man. He was there with a farmer one day when he was out there just working in his yard. And a voice came to him and told him, it's going to rain. He was there when he began to build an ark. He was there when all the scoffers came and criticized him and told him that there was no rain up there. But this was not only just for one day for Noah, but this was for 120 years. He had the scoffers and the criticizers come and tell him that there was no rain up there. But Noah recognized that the God that spoke to him was more than able to put rain up there. They could point up there with their instruments and all of those things. But yet, yet God is God of all creation. He was there with Noah. He was there when the animals came in. He was there when the door was shut. Matter of fact, he was the one that shut the door. He was there when the rains came. Matter of fact, he's the one that created the rain. He was there when the dove was sent out. He was there the day that Noah and his family left the ark. It's a paradox. It's a paradox. The God who, who of all of his works is a paradox. It's past understanding. It's incredible, yet it's true. He can bring a paradox. You're sitting here with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You're a paradox. You once was dead in the trespasses of sin. But the quickening power came to the mechanics. And it did a work in your life. You're a paradox. Brother Branham said, but if God has took at his word, he can perform and make a paradox. He can perform a miracle. And any man that's born of that same spirit that performs miracles, why? It's an easy thing for him to believe in miracles because he's a part of God. The reason why the living God is here amongst you is because you're a part of God. These great miracles that are taking place, it's not just in Canada, it's not just in Louisiana, it's not just in Zimbabwe, it's all over in a many-member bride. You're a part of Him. And wherever God is, wherever the presence of God is, the supernatural takes place. He was there with a man when he was separated from his mother and father. He was there when he told him, I will make thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and that shall be a blessing. He was there with Abraham when he sent out his 318 servants to rescue Lot from the kings. He was there when Lot chose to go down to Sodom. Come on, somebody. He was there. He was there one day. When Abraham was sitting on the outside of the tent and Sarah was on the inside of the tent. And our prophet said she was a little moody that day. But Abraham was sitting outside the tent underneath an oak tree. And God said, come here, Gabriel. Come here, Michael. Come here. And he took the 16 elements of this earth and he grabbed it and blew himself a body. Blew Michael a body. Blew Gabriel a body. And then he took the same elements and blew himself a body. And he stepped into that body. The same God, that same Melchizedek that stepped into that body is wanting to step into your body right here. Hallelujah. He was there with Abraham. He was there and ate of the fatted calf. 
He was there and drank of the milk. He was there and ate of the cornbread. He was there when Isaac came. He was there. He was there on the mountain when Abraham had enough faith to sacrifice his own son. But God provided a lamb. Oh, I say this to you. There is a lamb provided for you today. He was there when a boy that was called a shyster took the birthright. He was there when Esau hated him. He was there. He was there when Jacob was wrestling. Hallelujah. He was there when Jacob was wrestling. Matter of fact, he was the one that he was wrestling with. And he said, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. He said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but it shall be Israel, a prince with power. Oh, we have had Melchizedek coming this day. And he said, I'll no longer call you church, but I'll call you bride so you may understand it. Oh, I say this to you, young people. If you just wrestle it out with God, he'll take control of your situations and he'll change you for the good. He was there. He was there when the little boy as a baby was floating down a Nile River. He was there when he grew up in Pharaoh's palace. He was there when he murdered an Egyptian. He was there when Moses was at the burning bush. He was there when Pharaoh wouldn't let his people go. He was there when they crossed the Red Sea. He was there when they walked over on the shores of the banks of the Red Sea. And they began to shout and praise God. Matter of fact, he was the one that they were praising and shouting about. The reason why there is a shout of the king in the camp is because you're shouting for him. You're not shouting for me. You're not shouting for man. You're shouting for Almighty God. You got something to shout about, young people. He was there with Joshua when they took Jericho. He was there with Daniel in the lion's den. He was there with the three Hebrew children when they were walking through the fire. And the king said, there be one like unto the Son of Man walking in the flames of the fire. Oh, you may be here in Laodicea and you feel like you're going through the, through the fiery trials. You may feel like you're going through the flames of Laodicea and all of the things that are hitting you all at one time. But I say this to you. There's a Son of Man that is walking in the midst of His people. There was a, that same one that was there was the same one that was with my pastor when he was in a fire. To think if he was not there when the fire was taking place, he would not be here. Oh, how Satan hates that. How Satan hates that, that God, who is an omniscient God, an infinite God, an all-powerful God, how that God destroys the works of the enemy. When the devil would like to come and take somebody's life, God comes in. When the enemy comes in like a flood, God raises a standard. Oh, the enemy may be flooding your mind just now, but let God raise a standard of His Word. Hallelujah. If God wouldn't have been there in the fire, I wouldn't have been here at camp ten years ago. I wouldn't have got, I wouldn't have been here. But you see, God has a plan. 
God has a plan. And there is no spirit. There is no demon. There is no power that can stop the purpose of God. If God has determined for you to get the Holy Ghost this morning, there is no thought that can stop it. There's no demon that can stop it. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing that is going to hinder the plan of God. Satan, be careful. Hallelujah. He was there with David when he killed a lion. He was there. He was there when he killed a bear. He was there when he killed Goliath. He was there. He was there when there was a man that was running from the presence of the Lord. Running from his job. He was there and he provided a well for Jonah to fall into. You see, he was there. He provided, he provided the transportation that he needed to get to his destination. Oh, and that same Holy Spirit has come and he has given you everything that you have need of to take you to your destination. To think that the God that was with you in the beginning, he's the God that's with you in the end. The God that started the work is the God that finishes the work. Let him take you to the rapture. Let him take you. Let him take you. Well, I don't know about you. But I done jumped over the banister. (laughs) Maybe y'all didn't notice. Everybody's here with me now. Hallelujah. He was there. He was there when a man by the name of Nathaniel came. And Jesus said, Behold an Israelite in whom there is no God. And he said, Rabbi, which knowest thou me? He said, before Philip called thee, I saw thee. How did he know that? Because he was there. He was there. He recognized. And Nathaniel said, Nathaniel said, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God. Thou art the King of Israel. He recognized that the God that created the moon, that God that created the stars, was standing right there. The king of Israel was standing right there. But you don't have to hope, oh, I wish I'd have been back there with Nathaniel. He's here right now. The king of kings has come down. The Bible says in Psalms 139 and 2, Thou knowest my downsetting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. The angel said to Brother Branham, Your thoughts, your thoughts sound louder in heaven than your words do here on earth. And to think that he knows my downsetting and he knows mine uprising and he understands my thoughts afar off. He was there with a woman when his disciples went on one day. He was there, and the Bible said that he must need go by Samaria. He was there, and he said to this woman, give me a drink. And they began to converse back and forth. And she said to him, art thou greater than our father Jacob that gave us this well? Oh, if you only knew who you was talking to. Oh, young people, if you only knew who you was talking to today and who was talking to you. Oh, I tell you, it'll change you. Oh, hallelujah. 
And Jesus said to her, go call thy husband. Go call thy husband. She said, I have no husband. He said, that's right. You've had five in the one you're living with right now. How did he know that? He was there. He was there with her and her mistakes. He was there when she made bad decisions. He was there. He was there when she was talked into it. He was there when her mom and her daddy turned her over to do those things. He was there. But the one thing I, I just absolutely love about God. When God comes by your way, He never leaves you the way that He found you. Oh, is there anybody that could testify that ever since He came into my life, I've never been the same. Oh, she said, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Oh, hallelujah. What she do? She dropped her water pot and ran into the city and told all of her former customers that there is a man, that this is the very Messiah. Oh, if you would just do that today, drop your water pots and let him come and fill your life up with living water. There is a man, the Messiah, is at Mount Baker Bible Way Camp. Jesus. I hope you're enjoying this. He was there. Our prophet, our prophet was not afraid to tell you that he was a nervous man. He'd tell you, I'm just a I'm a nervous man. And you see, I think one of the greatest indebtedments that, that you could give or, or the miss, uh, most endless justices that you can give to Brother Branham is that it was just a gift. This was more than a gift. This was a prophet. More than a prophet, a prophet messenger. That come to declare to you that Jesus has restored this kingdom back to its rightful place. Hallelujah. And our prophet, he was born with this. He was born that way. His mama said he's nervous. He said he was nervous. And all of these things, these visions keep coming. These things keep coming to him. And he goes to his pastor there, Roy Davis, and he tells him about these things. And they tell him the men that are surrounding him are telling him that these things are of a devil. Think about that. One day, Brother Branham's outside of his house, and a whirlwind comes down over top of his tree, and he told his wife, said, I'm going up to my special spot. And he said, I'm not coming down until I got an answer from God. He goes there. He goes there, and he's praying. And about 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, there comes a light coming. A light coming. It comes into where he's at. And out of that... Light steps a six-foot man. Got olive complexion, deep-set eyes. He said he looked so meek, he said he could just make you cry. He said, but on the other hand, if he spoke a word, it turned the world upside down. He was there. He was there. He was there. And to think about this, 
I've studied a lot of ministries and throughout all the ministries that there was throughout the revivalists, as it were, that would say that, 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 they, that, they, that they were there in the days of the revivals. You had great men like Bill, Billy Graham and Oral Roberts and A.A. Allen and Jack Cohen, all of these great men, but none of them ever said that they met an angel. Brother Branham was criticized for saying he had visions before he ever met an angel. But when he come on the outside of that cave, he stood up and said, I met an angel. You talking about being a man's man. You have to know where you're standing at when you stand before thousands and thousands of people, potentates and kings, and stand there and say, I met an angel. This was ministered to me by Almighty God. Oh, hallelujah. And nothing can stand before my prayer. Oh, I say this to you. You had a prophet pray for you that saw you in a vision marching to the step onward. Christian soldiers marching as to war. Let the devils come. I've already been seen in the vision. I'll say what you want to about this message, but for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Walk away if you want to. Do what you want to. But this message has changed my life. I've seen it change thousands and thousands of young people's lives. Just like you. He is here today. This same God is standing here today. There was a young man that came and gave me a drink of water, and he knows who he is. When he handed me that water, God said, I have not forgotten you. He's not forgotten you. You hear it. You hear it taking place. Now you know I'm waiting on something. Because without him, I'm completely helpless and hopeless. He said, but when he comes, he takes control. Here he comes. He's here. He's here. I now take every spirit under my control for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. This was more than a gift. This was the Son of Man dispensing His Word in this day. Oh, hallelujah. You're not feeding on the mind of a man. You are feeding. You see, because a man's words, his words was fail. But you're feeding on the unfailing body word of the Son of Man. How many times have you heard it on tape? How many times? I see you. I see you came. You're not from here. I see you came. You came from up in Canada. And you passed over some wheat fields. And I see you're here. You're dealing with this. But your faith. Your faith has made you whole. Go. Go. Tell me. Tell me when this was ever presented again in history. Oh, I'll tell you, you can't impersonate this. The world wants to impersonate gifts. The world wants to impersonate the first and the second pole. But the third pole cannot be impersonated. 
Oh, what came down in the hand of Brother Branham at Mount Sunset? The king's sword. Not a king, but the king's sword. When this sword came down, it did not come down with a sheath upon it. But it came down ready to go to battle. Everything you have need of, ask. Ask. The reason we have not is because we ask not. Ask that your joy may be full. Seek and you shall find it. Knock and it shall be open. I'd say knock with everything that's within you. You have got the king's sword in your hand. Who art thou, O Zerubbabel, great mountain that stands before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become a plain. Brother Branham said you take the two-edged sword and cut that mountain down. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid of it. You see our prophet stand there. You can watch it on deep call him through the deep. You can hear it. You can see he's standing there in one world and he's telling them about another world. He's standing in two worlds. He's standing there. And he will stand there with the patience and he'd tell them what's taking place in their past. But I want you to notice that the God that knows your past, he knows your present and he knows your future. How did he know these things? He was there. I was sent this just the other day. I find it's, it's absolutely amazing. The world, uh, the world has no idea what we have setting in front of us. This word, I tell you, I never get tired of it. He says, do you believe me to be God's prophet? I'm just a man, but he's using, just using this way. I see something setting in a bottle. It's blood. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. I can count. Sixteen, seventeen, seventeen bottles of blood. You've had seventeen blood transfusions. You're anemia, is that right? And you come from another country, Arkansas. Arkansas is another country. Go home. You got a blood transfusion from Calvary. Oh, God's got something special to do today in the camp. How did he know this? He was there. He was there. When Brother Brandon was standing in Saskatchewan, Queens Gardens Arena, he said, I believe this is wrong, and I've been wrong one time before, so you correct me if I'm wrong. And it wasn't in 2007. There was a woman. Inside joke. Forgive me. I'm enjoying Jesus. Hallelujah. He said, I see a woman standing before, before me. He said, there's a patient standing here. But something happened. This was, this was the first occurrence of the, uh, of the second pull. He said, I see a woman standing before me. He said, but now it changes. It's something happened. It changes. There's a little girl that's 12 years old. She's sitting at a school desk and bouncing a pen. It flies up and it strikes her in the eye. She said, that was me. I'm blind in my right eye. 
Now the vision changes. And he says, now I see a 16-year-old girl. She's running as hard as she can run. She's got a bow and a ribbon in her hair. She's got a checkered dress on. And she's running from a big yellow dog. And she runs and goes up on the steps. And somebody brings her in. That was me, Brother Brad. That's why you're nervous. He said, now I come. He said, I'm standing. He said, I'm standing here in real time. And he said, I see the woman's hand. He said, I see the woman's hand. He said, but he said, now I see. He said, I see a woman coming from a red barn, walking to a white house. And there's flower. There's a flower bed right over here. And there's steps setting right here. There's steps coming up. And you're walking real slow. I, I see there's something wrong with your back. I, I see. And you fall over on the steps. And you say, Oh, if I can just get to Brother Branham's meeting, it'll all be over. When Brother Branham said this, this woman fainted. This woman fainted. He said when she came to, her blind eye was normal. Her arthritis was gone. What was it? He was there. Oh, and the same one that was there is the same one that is here and discerning the thoughts and the intents of the heart. There was one time, Brother Branham, there was a man, a father that came to, came to Brother Branham and said, my daughter, has, she's, she's there at the house and she, she has a need that, that you come, come and pray for, come and pray for. Brother Branham gets in a truck with this man, the father, and he's going down the road and Brother Branham starts describing to him what his house is like. He said, Brother Branham, when was you ever at my house? He said, I was just there. He said, well, I didn't see you there. He said, I was there. He begins to describe to him what's taking place. What was it? He was there. He was there. And to think that the God that knows our past, he knows our future. Read with me Psalms 139. Oh, Lord, thou hast searched me. And known me. Thou knowest my downsetting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path, my lying down, and thou art acquainted with all of my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I send up into the heavens, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall uphold me. He was there. Hallelujah. The God we serve is in our future. You see, He's not bound by time like you and I are. You see, He's not bound by time like you and I are, but He's already there in our future. He's the infinite God. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows all things. He sees all things. He understands all things. He's in our future. Brother Branham standing, he said, do you think that God would let me know what your future would be? You would? Do you believe? Yes, amen, that's right. 
Brother Branham prays and then he says, I pray God will never give you rest in your soul until you have really surrendered completely to him. I believe that we'll do that. You will do that right away. Your heart trouble will never be bothering you no more. And now you go and give yourself completely to him and live a victorious life and forget about all of your surroundings and what people are telling you. Don't believe that. You see, the God that was speaking to her told her about something that was in her past, but he told her about her future. Oh, you got a future, young people. Our prophet, when he come back from Africa, you all know the story. How that he come back and he'd been attacked by an amoeba. How that he disobeyed God there. And he said he got these parasites and he liked to die. And he was laying there in his own bed. He was laying there about 3 o'clock in the morning. He said, oh, what will my future be? Oh, what will my outcome be? Will this thing kill me? What's going to take place? And all of a sudden, he said there was one that said, As thou was thinking, as thou was thinking of what your future would be. He said he wrecks over. He said there was a paper, some papers laying beside my bed. He said some papers laying there that had writings on them. He said he took those papers and he crinkled it up like typewriter paper. He said he took it and he threw it into the heavenlies. And he said he made a plane. He made a path right straight to glory. As you was thinking about your future, your future is clear. Your future is clear. Oh, is that not what the Bible tells us? That he shall make the crooked way straight and all the rough ways smooth? If God can take crinkled up paper and make it a smooth path up into glory... How much more? How much more can he take these crinkled up lives that's been crinkled up by sin, crinkled up by circumstance, crinkled up by complexes, crinkled up by stigmas? How much more can he take your life and make it pass, make it smooth, right straight to glory? Young people, your future is clear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's not just in your past. He's not just in your present, but he's in your future. He's in your future. Brother Biscoe tells. Brother Biscoe tells and it brings it brought it brought so much consolation. When he's telling when Brother Branham is talking about the man there in Durban, how that he's sitting there and he's praying for that man, that blind man and all the religions of the world. He said, Brother Biscoe, how I knew he said, how I knew to designate it between now and then. He said, because I looked at his sideburns. And there was gray in his sideburns. He said, so I knew that he'd be well. You see, the God that was in his past is the God that was in his future. Oh, hallelujah. Do you know that the devil has to recognize God and recognize God's name? You know he has to recognize his name. For when Jesus was walking in the land of Gadara, and there was a man that was tormented by many devils. And you may be sitting here, and you're tormented by many more devils than you could explain this morning. But I want to read to you a man that was delivered. And the God that did the work is the God that can do the work in your life. He stood there with legion, and these demons began to scream out, Behold! Behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thy Son of God? 
You see, they, these demons actually recognized Jesus as the Messiah when he had not yet publicly announced himself as such. You see, the devil has got a future, and he recognizes he's got a future. Because these demons are screaming out, Art thou come here to torment us before the time? Demons recognize they got a future. They recognize there's a future torment coming by their way. But the devil will tell you about your future. And you'll let him whisper in your ear, in your ear, about what your future is going to be. Your mama was diagnosed with cancer. You're going to be diagnosed with cancer. Your family, your family died alcoholics. You'll probably die that way too. You, your family has high blood pressure. You're probably going to have that too. He's trying to tell you about your future. He's trying to tell you of things that are coming. He's trying to. He's trying to get you to accept that box of rattlesnakes. Oh, but I say, oh no, I'm not signing for any box of rattlesnakes. He's trying to tell you about your future, that you'll never overcome that sin. You'll never overcome that pornography. You'll never overcome. You'll never overcome those things that's hidden in your secrets. He's trying to tell you about your future. But what you got to do when he starts telling you about your future, you start telling him about his future. Said devil. I done read the back of the book, and I know where your future is. You are cast into a lake of fire. But my future tells me that he that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Oh, are there some overcomers here that are looking to the future that God has planned for them? He was there. He was there when I couldn't make it. He was there when I couldn't pay my bills. He was there when I couldn't find my own way. He was there when I was walking on the streets of Victoria. He was there. He was there when I didn't know. When I didn't know what was going to come next. He was there. He's always been there. He's always been there. Wherever I am, he's already there. He's not bound by time. He's not bound by, by circumstances. He's not even bound if you disbelieve him. Just because you don't think God's able to do it, that ain't stopping God. He was there. He was there. He was there in a fire. He was there in a car accident. He was there when a 42-inch caribou was shot. He was there. And a little boy had a green checkered shirt on. He was there. To think... That he would so inspire Sister Ruth to put a green checkered shirt. Woo! <laughs> oh, hallelujah. He was there. He was there 
there and he saw hands laid on a caribou's horns. He was there. He was there in his thinking. He was there in your thinking. And if he is there so that somebody can pack a shirt, how much more can he pack your dress code for you? If he's there, how much more is he here? He's here. He's here. And you may not feel like you can get out of it, but there's a way. Jesus said, I'm that way. I'm the truth. And I am the life. And you may feel like you're bound up in all kinds of things and you feel like you're defeated. But you were not seen in defeat from the beginning. When God is standing there having a conversation with Job and he says, Job, where was you when I laid the foundation of the world? When the morning stars sang for joy and the sons of God shouted for joy. Where was you, Job? I know where I came from. I came from the mind of God. And God has not seen you young people down here in defeat. He's not seen you destructed. He's not seen you being destroyed. He's seen you shouting. Oh, where was you young people when the morning stars sang for joy and the sons of God shouted for joy? You wasn't seen in defeat. You wasn't seen in destruction. You wasn't seen being defeated by a devil. But you were seen shouting. You were seen shouting and praising God. You were seen in the victory. You were seen overcoming. Greater is he that sets in your heart than he that is in the world. The Bible said that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Oh, if you only recognize what that scripture is saying to you. Yes, sir. I can do all things. I want you to think about that statement for a, young, for a moment, young people. That if you go up to some young lady here at this camp and she asks you what you do and you say, I can do all things. Oh, yeah. Her wheels start spinning. He can do all things. I can do all things. If you really grabbed a hold of that when you walked into your boss and you started talking and he asked you, he says, what can you do? I can do all things. You married couples, when your wife asks you, can you do it? You say, I can do all things. Oh, if you only recognize your position in Christ Jesus. Oh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There's somebody greater than Andrew Spencer standing here this morning that is speaking to you. This is the voice of the mighty conqueror that is speaking to you. You can do all things. You can make it. Run this race. Run this race. Run this race. Run this race. Lay aside every weight and sin. Run this race. Run this race. Pick up the baton. Take it. Don't leave it to Brother Biscoe. Don't leave it to Brother Tom. You run this race. You run this race, young people. Don't leave it to your mom and daddy. Run this race. Run this race. Run this race. The God that started the work finishes the work. Run with everything that's within you. Run. Stand to your feet. Run with everything that's within you. What are you running with? You're running with a message from the king. Hallelujah. 
You're running with a message from the king. Go ahead, Satan. Try to battle all you want to. I'm running. I'm running with everything that's within me. You can't stop this bride. You can't hinder this bride. There she was in a vision. And she will fulfill her purpose. Give him praise in the house of God this morning. He's not forgotten you. He is not slack concerning his promise. He was there. What day did this camp start? Well, one of the days. One of them. It started on Thursday for you. The God that was there with you on Thursday is the God that is with you on Sunday. And when you go out there into the world in Laodicea and you think about, oh, I wish I was back at camp again. You just recognize this statement. He was there with you at camp. He'll be with you there on your job. He'll be with you in school. He'll be with you whatever you face. He was there. He'll be with you here. Glory to God. I'm closing because I can't stop. Somebody give him praise in the house of God. He's worthy of it. Let him take you to the end. Come, musicians. Hallelujah. Let's give praises to God. Hallelujah. The shout of the king is in the camp. And the mighty army is raising up. I receive the word. I receive the word. Let's close our eyes and make this our prayer. I receive the word. I receive the word today. I take the sword. I take the baton. Lord, give us strength to run this race. Somebody needs filled. This is your moment to say, Lord, fill me, Lord. Give me healing. Somebody needs healing right now. That angel moves out through this building right now. Heal your mind. Heal your body. Heal your soul. Do you need something from God right now? You just reach out and touch the Lord. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. All things are possible. Only believe, only believe. Let's sing this song before we go. The angel of the Lord loved this. Young people, this is a secret as we've heard the word now. Let's give him a few moments and let's water it with our praises. Amen. Oh, Jesus again before we go. We've heard your word now. It's here, oh, Jesus. I want to touch you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Jesus is here. All things are possible. wonderful message on he was there but he is here it's important for us young people to grab a hold of this inspiration say lord i believe it i believe it 
I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but can you say that in your heart? Lord, I believe this. I want to take what I've heard this morning, that God is in my future. I'm going to nail down a stake. God's in my future. He is here. Jesus is here. And I believe your word today. I believed it last night, Thursday, Friday. I'm believing it right now. I'm believing it this afternoon, tonight, if God would give us tomorrow. Jesus is in your life. But if someone's here and has not given your life unreservedly to him, I would do that right now. Right there where you're standing. I would just say, God, take my life unreservedly. I give my life to you. Just in the calmness of this moment, God bless you, young ladies, young men, somebody else would like to say, Lord, I've held something back. But this kind of preaching, what you heard this morning, is exactly what young people need. The power of God to strike their soul. He's here to set you free. God bless you, young ladies, young men with their hands raised. God bless you, even older ones, saying, Lord, I want a refilling of the Holy Ghost. Can anyone believe the angel of the Lord can touch you before you go to your lunchtime right now? Say, Lord, come by my little well here, and I'm digging deeper. Fill me, Lord Jesus. I've cinched it before. I have needs in my life. Lord, I believe you, Lord. I believe you. As we sing, Lord, I believe all things are possible. You just reach out and talk to him, young people. Right there where you're standing. We're going to give you a moment. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. That all. That's it. Just keep your hand raised up. Let the angels of the Lord see your hand. Lord, I believe. Lord Jesus, look at the hearts that are raised. Yes, Lord, I believe. All things are possible. I wonder if we can sing it as a congregation. Lord, we believe. Oh, Lord, we believe. We believe, Lord Jesus. We believe for one another. That all things are possible. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Here, Lord Jesus. there 
move on this camp. It's about 10 minutes till 12. There's always a lot of pressure to close the meeting, go to the next event, have a meal, go to the activities. But you know, Jesus Christ could just drop right down on your heart in a second. Who believes that? We hear powerful preaching, young people. We've heard it for year after year after year. It's very simple. Receive the Lord Jesus Christ and He'll fill you. A lot of you have a lot of mind battles and mind games and it's ten times worse for you than it was for us. We have a lot of respect for you, but don't overcomplicate it. When you hear the word, reach out and grab it. When you hear a pulsation come down and say, He was there, He was there, He was there, just say, Lord, you're here in my life. Maybe there's a question, are you here? Or, well, I want you to do something. He's doing it. He's speaking it out to us. What more do we want? He's buzzing, he's dinging, he's ringing, he's, he's screaming it out, he's whispering. Jesus has been good to us. How many would raise your hand and say, Jesus is good? He's a good father. He loves you. He's not withholding anything back from you this camp. As we come to the close of this morning devotion, even throughout this last day, this last full day, just let the Lord soak into your heart. We live in a nervous age. Everything's just nervous and troubled, and we can settle down at camp. We can settle and say, Lord, calm the waters of my heart. I'm not talking about being lazy and compromising. I'm talking about really hearing the voice of God and letting it soak in. Soak in. Y'all been wonderful. You've responded 100% in the services, in the activities. You've just responded. I want the Lord to say, we responded 100%. May the Lord bless you today. Let's sing there is power in the name of Jesus right before we go. And I'm going to have Brother Kyle Morton come up and close and pray for the food for our lunch. Amen. There is power in the name of Jesus. Don't let your mind wander now. Just say, Lord, seal this morning's service. Whatever you spoke for, he was there. He was there. He's here. Just touch me in my heart, God. Even when we're walking down some pathway by a tree, talk to me, Lord Jesus. Let angels visit this campground today, God. And even tonight, let tonight be a service we come to early. You don't have to eat too much food and you don't have to run, 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 run and come in sweaty and be on the ball court till, you know, the last second. You can prepare yourself. You can come in and say, God, tonight we're going to have our last meeting with you. Saturday night meeting. It's our last evening service. God, I, I want to get all that I can from it. So could just fill up all these front rows. I can't believe that these front rows aren't filled. Amen. Let's come expecting. Let's come waiting on God. God bless all of you. Amen. Let's sing this. There is power.
Lord, it's our last full day here, and we don't want just to breeze past us and blow past us. And Lord, all of a sudden we realize it went so fast. I just wish I would have grabbed a hold of your garment, Lord. I just pray for all of us. You just help us be able really to grab what we have need of, Lord. Some are thriving, and that's wonderful, Lord. And some have just been born again this weekend. That's wonderful, Lord. And some, maybe they feel like they're in a desert still. You see them, Lord Jesus, and you're mindful, Lord. You can cause a desert to blossom and bloom also. So help those who are discouraged, Lord. Let them know you see them in the midst of a group. You see every life, and you know where we're all at, Lord. And maybe we don't want to, we don't want to play games, Lord. We don't want to go through the motions. We want the realities of God, Lord. That's a great desire, Lord. You see that. Lord, you don't want us just to be an acting Christian. You want us to be a living Christian. So, Lord, may you release that into all of our lives, God. We know when to say amen. We know when to raise our hand. But let the realities of God burst forth from our hearts, Lord Jesus. That whether it's quiet or loud, we know you. We love you. We appreciate your word, Lord. We want to do what's right. So, Lord, may you strengthen Brother Andrew, Brother Ron, Lord, for tonight. May you just pour into him divine wisdom. And, Lord, may let this day be wonderful. Help us all get along. Help us raise a hand if someone falls down. Whatever it is, Lord, we just commit the whole day into your hands. We're thankful for the food that you constantly provide. May you bless it. Lord, bless those who are in the kitchen too, we pray. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Brother God, appreciate you. So we just uh, got a word that the lunch is about 15 minutes late. So I think that's 12.15 for the campers. And another 20 minutes after that for everyone else. God bless you. Enjoy your day. Have a wonderful Saturday. Your last full day at camp. Enjoy it. Shake hands with somebody.